In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text this morning for our consideration is from our Gospel lesson from John chapter 1. Dearly beloved, today we come to the high point. We come to the pinnacle of our Christmas celebration. We are just where we should be, gathered as God's people, hearing God's word and singing hymns. It is a joyous morning. For nearly a month now, we have been doing all those things that Pastor spoke about in his sermon last night. The parties, the baking, the card writing, and so forth. We have all been looking at Christmas lights, Christmas trees, Christmas wreaths, and finish our Christmas shopping. Or at least I hope you have finished your Christmas shopping. Later today, many of us will be having our favorite Christmas dinners with family and friends. Many of these dinners consist of traditions that have been carried down from one generation to the next. In addition to this, we finally have the snow that Vicar has anxiously been waiting for. But why? Why do all of this? Why do we do all this year after year at the same time, at the same places, the same way? Sure, some of it could be because of tradition. This is always the way we do things. But my friends, it is not by happenstance that we do all of these same things December 25th each year. No, there is meaning to it. There is purpose. There is purpose as we celebrate this day. And we celebrate something miraculous. Miraculous indeed. For to us, a son is given. A child is born. That child is Jesus Christ. The word of God become flesh. If you were in church at one of our services yesterday, one of our four services, you know that we heard the familiar story of Christ's birth from Luke chapter 2. St. Luke tells the wonderful event of Jesus' birth. In that account from Luke, we encounter Jesus as the long-awaited King of David, born in the city of Bethlehem. We encounter him as a babe, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Today, though, St. John brings us back to the beginning, before the beginning. For as John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning, that is, at creation, the pre-incarnate Son of God, Jesus Christ, was already there. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. As a pre-incarnate Son of God, he is the Word, the Logos. He is the Word of God which was present at the creation of the world. Now in this Word made flesh is life, life eternal, life everlasting, given to us as a gift. To be sure, this is the greatest gift of them all, the greatest Christmas gift. And this life 
In this life is the light of men, the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Into the darkness of our sinful, fallen world, the light shines. Light shining in darkness can be understood this time of year. After all, Christmas lights are all around us, illumining our surroundings. We see Christmas light shining everywhere, along streets, on houses, in windows, on trees, and on wreaths. They add warmth and light to the coldest and darkest time of year. But have you ever taken time to think how these lights remind us of our Savior? Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the light that no darkness can overcome. And this light enlightens us. For on that first Christmas 2,000 years ago, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The true light, Jesus Christ, came into the world. How blessed are we that our Lord would take such a personal approach to our salvation. He came into our dark world, and he illumines the world with his gospel of salvation freely given. Jesus Christ is indeed the true light. He identifies himself as such in John chapter 8, where he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This month, I led the religion class at Trinity Lutheran School here in Green Bay. The unit we went through is based on the second article of the Creed. The overall arching theme of this unit was that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father, is also true man, born of the Virgin Mary. As a class, we discussed that Jesus Christ, the Word, became one of us. We discussed how he took on human flesh and dwelt among us. Our focus was on the incarnate Son of God, who he is and what he has done. On this Christmas morning, our focus is on the Incarnation, that Jesus Christ would come down from heaven to earth and become one of us, to become fully human and take on our flesh. And taking on our flesh, he himself assumed true human nature according to body and soul. He partook of the same joys and the same sorrows as us. In the flesh, he remained subject to time and space, dealing with all the same physical needs as us. As we sang in our opening hymn, day by day, like us, he grew. He was little, weak, and helpless. Tears and smiles, like us, he knew, and feels for all our sadness, and he shares in all our gladness. Yes, Jesus Christ, like us, he hungered, he thirsted, he laughed, he wept, he lived. He lived the perfect life that we could not live. He lived fulfilling the law and its demands. More than that, he died, he rose again, and he did this for us. He did this for you. My friends,
This is why we celebrate on this Christmas day. As a Lutheran witness article, uh, Lutheran witness article beautifully says, Jesus did not take on flesh of your flesh and bone of your bone to simply be adored as a babe in the manger. God does not become does not become man simply to walk around and live as a man. The word is made flesh. God becomes man and is born in order to die. Jesus comes to die for you. This is the heart of all the celebration on December 25th, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for sinners, to redeem you from sin, death, and the devil. He took on human flesh in order to redeem human flesh. And this gives us reason to celebrate this day. For the word has become flesh and has dwelt among us. This child born unto us is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And indeed, he is still with us. He still dwells among us. The word become flesh is not an event which took place 2,000 years ago and lasted only 33 years. No, Jesus Christ remains in human flesh. He continues to live as true God and true man for eternity. He was raised victorious to life and ascended into heaven. For eternity, he remains one of us. For eternity, he knows what it's like to live as one of us. No matter how dark the world may seem, he continues to come and illumine our darkened hearts. He comes, he continues to come to us in his word. He continues to come to us in his sacraments. He continues to show us the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. In this word made flesh, born in Bethlehem, we know the fullness of God. And to this word made flesh, let us lift up our voice. Let us sing for joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.